Welcome to a brand new episode of the Chiefs Wire podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, Bill's Wire managing editor Nick Wojden stops by and shares his thoughts on what Buffalo has in store heading into Arrowhead Stadium this Sunday. Also, we flash back on my NFL Draft Combine conversations, this time with Colts rookie Daniel Scott as he shared his thoughts on some familiar Chiefs players during last year's Super Bowl. But first, we check in on this week's press conferences as Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Andy Reid share their thoughts on the latest loss and look ahead to playing Buffalo. Two out of four, three out of five. Um, is, is there any, you ever notice any like confidence issue in the room because of that or in, in the locker room? Or? I, I haven't. I mean, I've been on the team that was six and four. I think we win that, won the Super Bowl. So uh, it's uh, we have confidence every week that we're going to find a way to win the football game. Obviously, uh, these last few weeks we've we've lost a couple, um, but we saw that mindset and we understand the challenge that's in front of us. Um, but at the same time, all you can do is go to work every single day and get better, and then go out and give whatever you can on the football field. Does this, does this situation feel a little different to you, just given what's going on offensively right now? Um, not necessarily. I mean, uh, for for me, it's just you got to continue to get better and better throughout a season. I mean, we want to always win 14, 15, whatever games every year, but it's, that's not how the NFL works. It's about parity and bringing bringing teams together and. Uh, like I said, we're sitting here eight and four, and we're going up against a great team. And um, if we can go out there and find a way to get a win, we can just try to build off that momentum um, uh, and try to ride that through through the playoffs. And so, uh, um, eight and four is eight and four at the end of the day, and we have to continue to get better and better. Patrick, having gone through those tough stretches that Blair alluded to, does that inform how you can see things now? I mean, it, does it tell you, well, of course we can we can get it the way we want it, but we've done it before? Yeah, I think just seasons, just you never know how they're going to turn out. Um, you don't know if you're going to lose games and kind of spread out fashion or kind of clump them all together. Um, but all you can do is focus on that next week. You wash it and focus on that day. How can I get better today? Um, and how can I focus on the opponent that we're, we're playing up upcoming? And so uh, you never know how the season's going to go, but if you can continue to get better and better throughout the season um, and be playing your best football going into the playoffs, that's usually a good thing. <laughs> You know how everyone will love you again if you're able to defeat the Bills. How early do you learn, like, you can't really pay any attention to the reactions on a week-by-week week week basis? Yeah, I think I learned from Coach Reed. I mean, you, never, you always see him. He's never too high, never too low. He's just kind of just focus on the, the task at hand. How can he get us into the best position to, to play the best football we can um, that day? Um, and so that's kind of my mindset is no matter if we win – I mean, everybody's loving us, or if we lose and everybody's kind of down on us, you just got to focus on how can I get myself better and prepare for that, that next game. And um, I think if you do that, that kind of puts everything um, where you can kind of in perspective, where you can kind of go out there and just be the best you you could be. Patrick, uh, I know you guys work on every situation in camp and different things. When you talk about the Hail Mary, the kind of jump ball thing, mm-hmm. and as an outsider, it looks like no flag has ever been thrown. Mm-hmm. Like the guys get mauled down there, right, and mm-hmm. nobody throws a flag. Is that it? Or a technique or a conversation that you have as to, or a way you throw the ball to try to go around the fact that referees never ever call pass interference in those situations. Yeah, it's tough because um, there's so many guys that are all in the, the same area, um, and we we talk about it. And we say they're not going to throw flags; they're going to they're going to let the guys go out there and play. Um, the one on Trav was a little aggressive, um, <laughs> just because the guy pulled, pushed him out of the way, and that's the kind of the guy that's we, we want to be in the middle, going up and get the ball. Um, so, I mean, at some point, there's got to be a, a flag, but at the same time, we, we do tell the guys they're not going to throw a lot of flags in that situation. Okay. Patrick, just um, you guys obviously didn't have as many possessions against Green Bay the way they were during the clock. When you look at the last two games, are there signs of the offense that 
Yeah, no, I mean, when you when I was watching the game, kind of after the game, I mean, I, I thought we did a lot of great things. Um, if, you, if you can capitalize on those red zone, ball in the five-yard line, you got to find a way to get in the end zone on those first two drives, and then you get 14 points, you, it's, it's a whole new football game. But uh, that's that's the little things that we have to continue to get better at. Um, we did a lot of great things until that, I think, until that fourth quarter. Um, I made a few uh, reads I'd probably want to want to take back and go to other spots just because of the way the play kind of was designed. Um, but other than that, I mean, I thought guys did a great job, and um, if I can just not make that mistake at the end of the game, I think we'll have a chance to win it there at the end. Steve, Patrick, you've learned about every award you can think of mm-hmm. in the league. Uh, now you're the Chiefs nominee for Walter State Man of the Year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I know it, it's amazing. I mean, just the, the group, the fraternity of guys um, that have come before me that have won that award, and then not even only that, I think just this team and how much it means to give back to the community and be a part of this community that's given so much to us, um, it truly is an honor. Um, and and I'm, it's hard. It's got to be hard to pick when you look at guys like Travis Kelsey, Justin Reed, um, Trey Smith. I mean, there's so many guys that do so much for the community. I'm just glad that I was able to be honored um, to be in that 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 uh, group that gets to go and be at the Super Bowl and listen to all the stories of all the guys giving back to the, these great communities, um, it truly is a it's a great honor. Last two, what taught him and they go talk. After the game, you talked about the interception, and then the Packers player had mentioned he thought he saw a tap of the knee and mm-hmm. things up. Just wanted to even take us into the cat and mouse game, not specifically what you guys do, but kind of how you have to disguise that stuff in games and every week to make sure those things don't happen. Yeah, we, we change it up a lot. Um, I saw he said that he saw the thing and he knew the play, but it's the first time I've checked that play in my history of, of playing at the, for the Kansas City Chiefs. So he definitely saw a signal. Um, he did a great job, made a great play, um, a game-changing play. Um, but uh, just try to be more subtle, I guess, for myself to try to get us uh, to the right spot um, where we can make a play happen. How much does that happen? Where Whether you have the freedom to make checks or just how often do you feel like you get the opportunity to sort of make those calls even though you know what the play call originally is. Yeah, no, uh, Coach Reed gives me the freedom on every play to, to check us and get us into the best play. Um, and I do a lot of signals. Some are real, some aren't real. It's all about trying to play that cat and mouse game of, like you were saying, of trying to confuse the defense. And, and they got me on that one, made a big time play, and uh, I'll learn from it and try to be better the next time. What's your, what's your percentage if you had to ballpark it? Um, percentage of success, yeah. do you say? Been pretty high. I mean, I would say uh, we've we've been able to score points in my career. So uh, I think the, just trying to be better this year because um, uh, obviously we need to score more points and win more football games. Thanks. Thanks. Anything just similar, you know? They're a good team. Um, Got to prepare, watch a little more film, be able to stop the explosive offense. I think they played 97 plays last week. It's a very, very good Philadelphia Eagles defense. So they're able to put up a lot of points. Whether it's running the ball, I think they had 173 rushing yards. Or Josh Allen throwing the ball, I think he threw the ball 53 times last week. So they're able to put up points. Um, we got to watch a little more film, see how we can stop them. Seems like there's a little bit of added intensity when the Bills meet up with the Chiefs. What's your explanation for, for that? I think any, any, any AFC game we play is intensified because of the magnitude of the game. Chris, you've been on teams here that have had stretches where they've lost you know, two games, <coughs> two out of four, three out of five, that's sort of kind of where you are now. Um, what does it take to get out of something like this? Because and, and each time it's happened, 
We can't lose no three out of four and no three out of five right now. It's a critical situation for us, especially where we're trying to be um, going in the next few weeks. Uh, we got to correct the errors and we got to correct it fast. Looks like uh, Nick could be back in the mix this week. How much of a boost uh, would that be for you? I'm excited to have my linebacker back. That's my linebacker, man. I'm so excited to have him back. Um, I know he makes a huge difference for this defense, his leadership, his play calling, his adjustments to the game. Um, he, he does a tremendous job for us as a leader. Chris, last couple of games, opening two possessions for the other team, resulting in something you didn't want. What are you guys trying to do to maybe get off to a faster start than you had in the last couple of games? We'll fix it. Anybody else? Is there a reason to the run game against you guys just being a little bit more successful these past few games? Anything that you could put your finger on and you guys can adjust moving forward? The front four would be better. Thank you. Your sample size this last week from Wanya Morris. Just wanted to get your thoughts on how Wanya. he did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually thought he did a did a nice job for just stepping in there. Um, you know, he he uh, he's obviously a talented kid and. Um, uh, he's got good strength, good feet, so uh, there's a good chance he's in there again this week. Um, so we'll just we'll see, you know, see how it all rolls. Would you have uh, faith in him to start if Donovan can't go? Yeah, yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. Andy, upon Tabor, when you see what happened with Sky and his route, MBS had one where he's kind of turned around. Is there anything you guys are seeing there that could be a quick fix going to four? Is there something or what are you observing? From that? Yeah, I thought it was more just being being on the same page with each other, you know, and uh, that's a little bit of a unique play that you know we check to. I'm talking about for Sky, um, and then. You know, with um, with MVS, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think just more he keeps playing. You know, he's been in and out, and try to keep him in, in there a little bit more, so he stays in the flow with things. I think it'd be all right. Uh, you know, Pat came back to him uh, on the the controversial one. What are y'all seeing from? <laughs> Any other thoughts on that? Andy? Yeah. yeah. If you want to expand? <laughs> Just, just wanted to ask. Coach, uh, Patrick said uh, last week that one of the things you said to him during the bye week was uh, to trust his receivers. That that's one of the things that came back to him. What, what does that look like from your – what, what Yeah, these, listen, um, you know, it's, it's – uh, we lost a game. Um, offensively, though, it was picked up a little bit from where we've been. And um, you're going to have incomplete pass. There are going to be some incompletes. But he's trusting the guys. He's putting it out there to them and letting them uh, go get it. And uh, ended up with a pretty good day. Other than we didn't score enough points, we got to take care of the red zone. You know, so, um, and I'll take, I'll take the responsibility for that. So I thought he threw the ball well. I thought the receivers did a nice job catching the ball when – they had opportunities to catch the ball. Every throw is not going to be a perfect throw, and you know so on. So, um, but yeah, I thought he did a, did a decent job. When you, you talk about two point conversion in the third quarter, you, you did that uh, earlier. You tend to do those kinds of things. Just curious, what you were thinking there? Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to tie the score, you know, um, first of all, and then. Uh, 
you know, we, it didn't work. So, but early enough in the game where you take care of business down the road and you, you make up for that. But that was a time to, to you know, to do it. So we got, had to do better with it. What are y'all seeing from Buffalo this week with, with their own struggles coming in off there about week? <laughs> yeah, they, um, listen, their numbers are really good uh, offensively and defensively in certain areas, very good. So um, they're, they've been a little bit up and down. And they're working through that. So, uh, yeah, but they're still they're a talented football team and a good football team, one we respect. And, and that we'll, you know, we've got to make sure we take care of business this week in practice to, uh, you know, to get ready for them. I'm Coach, sure Coach with the receiving group that you have is under a microscope. Seems like they're magnified, you know, week after week. Um, what have you learned about that group? Is it uh, as far as like mentally, are they where they need to be? Yeah, they um, they they seem to be. Yeah, um, I I'm, you know, I don't know how much they read on the microscope part, um, but they're they're trying to get better every day. So that's important. I'm sure you've been in this situation from the offensive perspective, but for Spags putting together a plan this week against a team that just changes offensive coordinator, how much of that is you know ignoring the first ten weeks and just really focusing on the last two to get a feel for what they are and what they're doing? Yeah, there, there's there's some differences, but you know there's also some some of the same things. They didn't completely can the you know the the offense there, so. Um, but uh, I, I think I'll have a good feel, you know, for for you know what what they do, what they do best, and so on. Yeah. Andy, like you mentioned, in the first three quarters, you guys have been small for a while. But the fourth quarter, when you look at the final drive, I realize it's always going to be a small sample size when you're just looking at one drive. But, but how do you execute better on just final drive situations this year in general? Yeah. Well. You, you know, we need to score, and we didn't do that. Um, so we've, we've got to do a better job there. Yeah. And a lot of those come down to uh, catching the ball, throwing the ball, blocking up front. You know, it's mostly the passing game part. <clears throat> so we've got to make, make plays when given the opportunity. Um, you know, from all three parties on the field, you know. And the, um Green Bay scored a touchdown on the first two possessions, obviously, the other day. Similar to what happened in Vegas. I mean, they missed a field goal, obviously, in between. But is there any common theme, maybe, in what's going on defensively early in games? Yeah, well, we've got to make sure we fix that. Um, we're, you know, we've been doing better than, than that. And so uh, we're, we're working on it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you. But we've got to fix that to answer your question. Get your thoughts on this year's Super Bowl and uh, just looking at both defenses and just your opinion on how the game was, how the game went down, and could you see yourself in that type of position? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, two amazing teams. You know, obviously the recent Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Eagles. Um, you know, it was a hard, fat match, a hard-fought match. Sorry, um, but again, you kind of show what kind of football 
Um, what kind of football is at the top level? Coaching staffs, I think, were second in on that game. Just the way they schemed, the way they responded to each other. Kind of as he moved the chess match with Andy Reid and Sirianni. Uh, but again, you know, the Eagles did a good job. The uh, Chiefs did an amazing job as well. So it was a, it was an eventful, fun experience. Are there any players on um, either side that stood out to you from the on their defense? On each defense side? Yes, yeah, so on each defensive side. Um, Trevor Duffy had a good game um, on the Chiefs. I thought. Um, Jalen Watson, who's part of my agency, had a good game. Um, and then on the Eagles side, Darius Slade, obviously. Um, you know, I think the, the Chiefs did a good job offensive line, kind of containing the defensive line of the Eagles, which was uh, maybe a surprise to some people. But when you have an extra week or two to game plan, you know, you kind of get that. Thank you. players on the Bills offense to take a look for or or to highlight. First one I'll do is uh, kind of the easy one, the low-hanging fruit. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, first-round rookie tight end. Uh, he's he's emerged over the last few weeks, and going hand-in-hand with his emergence has been wide receiver Cleo Shakur. Um, Shakur was a fifth-round pick, traded up for uh, last year. Uh, didn't too, do too much as a rookie. Kincaid, they also traded up for a couple slots, but you know, more noted as a first-round rookie. But both of those guys deserve to keep, be highlighted, um, kind of in a, for a similar reason. Uh, both of them were pretty slow and steady out of the gate. Uh, if I had to pick one of the two, I'll pick uh, Shakur to, to highlight. And um, that's because in the last six games, the two of them have done a lot better, and that coincides with Dawson Knox going on injured reserve. Uh, Knox had wrist surgery, and now he's been activated to the 21-day practice window. Still un, un, unsure if he'll play against the Chiefs. We'll see. Um, and, I'm, and maybe just this is a Bills storyline to watch for. But uh, if, can, if excuse me, if Knox plays in uh, in, in week 13 here, or 14 here, um, it's going to be interesting to see how all these guys work out. Because in the six weeks without Knox, yeah, I'm sure you can guess I'm getting to now. Uh, Shakir has been so much better, used so much more. He's kind of turning into what you'd think the Bills had previously uh, in the early days of the Bills and Chiefs duking it out uh, when Cole Beasley was really that reliable guy out of the slot. That's what Shakir has been over the last six games. Uh, in the first six games of the season, four catches for 40 yards, one touchdown. Ironically enough, he still only has, um, he only added one more touchdown in the last six games, but that one was actually the longest, I think, at the, t- at the time it happened, I think it still stands as the longest touchdown catch in the NFL season this year. Um, but in that six games, more notedly, in the last six games, he has 21 catches, catches for 370 yards, so just complete night and day from him, and he's really emerging as a guy uh, that we might start seeing more from, and that longest touchdown was 81 yards, um, so it, it, he's really become a weapon, and someone that you can see the trust from Josh Allen is building up in, and, and you know, as I briefly mentioned, Kincaid, you kind of expected that, you know, uh, first-round rookie, maybe a couple, couple games to get used to the NFL, and uh, he's settling in nicely, too, but if I have to go for one of those two... Um, Shakir is the one I'm going to go with to, to, to definitely highlight. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be so interesting for, for me and the Bills front here if uh, if uh, if Knox is back. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, defensively, we'll go with Rasul Douglas, the recently acquired cornerback. Uh, the Bills really 
needed more depth. It would have been, I think, more or less surprising, excuse me, if they would have landed somebody who wasn't quite, you know, their their new number one cornerback. Because in the beginning of the year, Tredavious White went down. And at this point, you kind of don't know how he's going to come back from injury because he's had two now serious injuries. Uh, this one's an Achilles. The other one was a ACL. And he came back well from that. So fingers are crossed for that, that at some point it could be Tredavious White and uh, Rasul Douglas. But I'm going to highlight him uh, because when they acquired him, this is now his fourth game, going to be his fourth game um, that he plays uh, for the Bills since being traded from the Packers. Uh, the Bills did not have an interception since week four, and then Douglas came in and he had two against the Jets, and yeah, I know it's the Jets, and <laughs> not quite not quite Mahomes and the Chiefs, or, or you know, the Bills got Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in two weeks, you know, it's not quite the elite quarterback play we're talking about, but uh, the Bills just, they have not had a knack for really taking the ball away, as they have in years past, I think some signs of aging are being shown by Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, um, and uh, yeah, Bristol Douglas has just been just... Maybe a rough first game. They played the Bengals, and Burrow was still in there, and it didn't go great for the Bills that day. But, um, yeah, I think it's uh, I think Russell Douglas will be my guy. And if, I have to, if I'm going to pick out a second, I'll give a little shout-out to Terrell Bernard. He's the middle linebacker for the Bills. He's been spotty here or there, but much better than any of us really expected because the Bills lost Tremaine Edmonds kind of that uh, for the past five seasons, that real, real quarterback of the defense, if you will. Uh, at, during free agency, they lost him, and Bernard gets kind of seamlessly... I shouldn't even say seamlessly. He he went in there, filled in, and uh, really filled in amazingly because he actually didn't play at all in the preseason. So that was very interesting when he was named the starter. Everyone was kind of surprised by that, but we could see why. And to wrap it up, uh, my prediction. Um, you know, I'm not 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 too much of a homer here. I'm going to go with the with the Bills. I think um, maybe in a close one, something 24-21. Um, I, I feel like the Bills handled the Chiefs pretty well. Um, on occasion in KC, uh, it doesn't always go great, you know, I, I don't need to be ri- reminded of how few seconds uh, Kansas City needs needs to score, but um, a big reason of that, my reasoning is kind of more, less about the Bills itself, um, you know, Kansas City kind of seems to be, you know, not quite that high-powered offense, their defense is doing great, uh, uh, seemingly, uh, from my perspective at least, here in Western New York, and, um, you know, Mahomes is still amazing. Uh, you know, I think he's the best quarterback in the league. And 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 it just seems like there's, you know, the, the playmaker issues everyone talks about. But, you know, you guys would know more than me. But the other thing I will mention is Sean McDermott, Bill's head coach, comes from the Andy Reid um, coaching jury. Uh, originally, uh, they both worked together. I think if he was Reid's defensive coordinator in Philly. Um, I know Reid is very touted even though this is going to go against my reasoning. Um, he's very touted for being great out of the bye week. I think he has a couple of lo- losses, including this year. And, um, yeah, Sean McDermott, same same kind of cut from the same cloth. He's actually, since 2017, has not lost a game coming out of the bye week for the Bills. So that's going to kind of sway me a little bit there uh, to pick the Bills in a close one. Um, but, of course, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if I'm wrong either. And, and, and those, little, those little nuggets usually... Uh, will sway me a little bit here or there. So I'm going to go with the Bills, and, and I, I, I also am not not going to say that this win is going to propel the Bills to the playoffs by any means. They have a really tough schedule coming up, and uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I'll go with the Bills in a close one, maybe 24-21. And, yeah, that's my prediction. Thanks a lot, and, uh, yeah, enjoy the game Sunday.
I want to take the time to thank everybody for tuning in to today's episode. Please follow us on X at The Chiefs Wire for your latest updates on news and everything going on with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Until next time.